going to make sure my phone is on silent. So you should have no reason for your phone to go off. <laughs> it's good to be back with you, and uh, we look forward to fellowshipping with you again. Um, honestly, I really didn't think I would be here. I was hoping uh, that we would be back in South Africa by now, but we're still waiting for our visas. And I told Brother Demlo, yeah, I'd, I'd love to come for your missions conference, thinking to myself, but I won't be here. <laughs> and here I am, so the Lord has a purpose for it. We've been praying for you uh, for this conference, and um, we ask that you would continue to pray for us. We're in this together. You know, we, we are helping you as Plaque Road Baptist Church, fulfill the commission that Christ has given you. We're helping you uh, win African souls, and you have been commanded by Christ to do that. And as far as I know, you don't have anyone from your membership <clears throat> who is called to go to Africa, and so we are partnering together, partnering together, and so we're helping you do that, and we appreciate your support. When we consider the uh, subject of missions, there's so many different facets to this subject. And really any subject in the Word of God is, the expanse of it is limitless and there's many different angles uh, that a preacher could give as we approach the subject of missions. But I will give you what I believe the Lord gave me and uh, Brother Richards will do the same. And we will trust that God will use it in your life as an individual and as a church. We are in the last of the last days. I'm convinced of that when I see what's going on in the world, and we have but a short time. And speaking of time, Brother Demlo, what time do I need to be finished? About 10.45. 10.45. Ish. Ish. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going to preach the Word of God to you, and trust you will be blessed by it. Blessed are uh, those who hear the truth. All right, um, when I consider missions, we all understand, we all know that the Lord Jesus Christ gave what we call the Great Commission in Matthew chapter 28 to His local church. And I know you believe in the local church, amen. And uh, Christ gave that commission as the responsibility that any local church at any time has to fulfill, to, to perform, to do. And when I think of the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and how the church began, who began the church, the, the things leading up to it, I mean, we cannot improve upon God's way of doing things. We can't improve upon it. And so we uh, would, would, it would be wise for us to go to the Scriptures and see exactly what did Jesus do and how did He do it? Because we can't improve upon that. And when I look at the starting of a New Testament church, a Baptist church, I see that the starting of the church actually began, preceded Christ a few months because the Lord Jesus Christ, God, called a man to come and prepare the way of the Lord. 
He came to prepare the way of the Lord, but he also came, the Bible says, to prepare a people for the Lord. And when you look in the Gospels, Jesus Christ started his first church using calling disciples from John the Baptist. The church was started with Baptist disciples, John's disciples. And I would like for us to consider this morning this man, John. Jesus Christ said, Of them that have been born of women, there hath not risen a greater than John the Baptist. And there's reasons why John the Baptist was great. And when you look at the life of John the Baptist, he really is the model. He is the standard for what a Baptist ought to be. And you look at what he did. You look at, at, at his ministry. And we as Baptists today really should be emulating what John the Baptist did in the Bible. Because he provided the, 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 the people, the prepared people from which Jesus started his church. And we today, you today as a local church, have the same uh, responsibility. Listen, I believe that no New Testament church can justify its existence unless it is actively involved in seeing other churches started. And that begins with seeing people saved. And of course, they're baptized and, and, and discipled. And, and we know the Great Commission, but... I'm going to focus, my, my, my messages are probably not going to be considered uh, <laughs> the, the, uh, the, 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 the typical, thank you brother, the typical message for missions, but I'll preach what God gave to me. When we look at John the Baptist, take your Bible and go to Luke chapter 1. John the Baptist, as we know, was used of the Lord. And, and as I said, from, from John's ministry, from, from those whom were saved from his ministry, baptized, discipled, Jesus then called those men and began his church. But why was John the Baptist great, and where did this begin? You know, it actually began with John's parents. And what I'd like to present to you today is this. The Lord is going to use and call people into the ministry to carry out the Great Commission from His local church, from His body. And He's going to call members of His church for that task but these people need to be prepared. These, these, these servants of the Lord, they need to be in a position spiritually in their lives where God can call and use them. And where I'm going with this is, is, is this. Parents, you have a responsibility as parents to train, to raise your children. That should God choose, 
He should be able to call and to use the children that you have raised for his service. In other words, as parents, you ought to train your children that should God want my child to be called into ministry, to, to help the church, to be used of the, uh, of the Lord through the church to fulfill this great commission, my children are raised have been trained, have been prepared, that God should be able to call them, if it's His will, to, to call them at any time to use them. Listen, John the Baptist, and, and how he was used of the Lord, it didn't happen by accident. God used John's parents to, 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 to train him and prepare him, and of course God did also. But I'm just saying it began with his parents. And you as parents have a responsibility that if God should give you children, that it should be in your heart and in your soul and mind. This child was given me by God. Children are an heritage of the Lord. And I want to train and raise my child to be a servant of the Lord that God could call and use my child at any time if it be His will. You know, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, we need servants. We need, we need preachers. We need, we need faithful servants to stay in the local church for the local church to be strong so the church can send its, its God-called people. But it begins with parents. It begins with raising children to be used of the Lord. And let's look at Luke chapter 5. <coughs> Excuse me, verse number one. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest, Luke chapter one, verse five. There was in the days of Herod, the king of Judea, a certain priest named Zacharias. Let me make a comment here. This Herod, in the days of Herod, the king, this is the same Herod that you read a little bit later who was the one who had no problem with ordering uh, children to be slaughtered. He, he, he was completely heartless, ruthless. He was, he was one who had his own agenda. He was one filled with pride. And he was the king. And he was the one uh, ruling over the people. And, and Proverbs says, you know, when a king like this is in control, it, it affects the, 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 the people. And so this Herod was in he was the king um, in, in these days. A certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. And they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren. And they were both now well stricken in years. And it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God, in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, his lot was to burn incense when he went into the temple of the Lord. And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar of incense. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, 
Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John, and thou shalt have joy and gladness at his birth. Before I continue, let's go to the Lord in prayer, and uh, let me uh, deliver to you what I believe God gave me for this hour. Father, we pray in the name of the Lord Jesus. Father, we have opened your eternal word that is forever settled in heaven. And Father, I pray that you would open our eyes that we may behold wondrous things out of thy law. Father, I pray your spirit would open our eyes that we would understand the scriptures. And Father, may this be a blessing to this church and to parents. And Father, may they uh, be reminded and have their, their aim, their goal sharpened. And Father, may they by faith raise servants of the Lord that can be used in the church, called of God, that this church could fulfill the commission. We need, we need laborers in the harvest. And Father, I pray that you'd bless this message in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's consider John's parents. That, that really, these parents were used of God to, to give us this man that was used of the Lord in Jesus building His church. You know, the Bible says in Ephesians 1 that, uh, that the, uh, in the foundation of the church are the apostles and prophets. I believe John is one of these prophets. In fact, he's more than a prophet, the Bible says. Jesus Christ Himself being the chief cornerstone. First of all, look at Zacharias. In verse number 5, there was in the days of Herod the king of Judea a certain, man, a certain priest named Zacharias of the course of Abiah, and his wife was of the daughters of Aaron, and her name was Elizabeth. And they were both righteous before God, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord, blameless. Parents, if you're going to raise a child that God can use for His service, that God could call into the ministry, you've got to have a good testimony. The Bible says they were both righteous before God. They were both saved. You know, Aaron and Elizabeth, they married right. And because they married right, they were able to be in a position whereby they could raise their child right. But even before John the Baptist came along, these two individual saints had a good testimony. We cannot, you cannot, have it in your mind that, well, I'll give attention, I'll give attention to raising a child for the Lord that he can use. I'll give attention to being a good parent once I become one. That's, that's really starting a little bit too late. You really need to give yourself to the Word of God and the principles of God if you desire to have children 
and be a parent and, and have children to raise for God's glory so he can call, so he can use, so the church can send. You really have to prepare yourself beforehand. Now, this is a special case that we're going to see, as you know. You know, Zacharias and Elizabeth were well stricken in years by the time that they became parents. And that's not really going to happen in the same way, you know, today. I'm just saying that these, 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 this, this couple here was well equipped. And we need to be prepared beforehand. And they were both righteous before God. They were saved, but they were walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. They were a good testimony in their lives. And that's, that's, that's the family or the, 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 the home environment into which John was born. That's the environment in which John was raised. And I understand that John was prophesied by two prophets. In fact, he's the only prophet in the Bible whose coming was prophesied by prophets, uh, Isaiah and Malachi. And I understand that God had already said, the angel said, he shall be great in the sight of the Lord. But listen, that wasn't that, that, you know, God knows the future and he was able to see into the future and God could make predictions based upon his foreknowledge. But I'm just saying that this, was, this wasn't uh, all God and nothing parents. John the Baptist's parents, Zacharias and Elizabeth, were, were who they were and John became who he was because of their parenting. And that's why John was able to be used of God the way that he was. His parents had a great testimony, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. You know, the church has ordinances. Of course, one baptism, the other being the Lord's Supper. But we have, we have commandments in the Word of God as, as church people, as Christians, as children of God. And they were blameless. And the Bible says, and they had no child because that Elizabeth was barren, and they were both now well stricken in years. And what was Zacharias? He was a priest. And now they're, 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 they're well stricken in years. In other words, John's parents were faithful. They're, they're aged people now, but they're still serving the Lord. Zacharias was still doing the office of the priest. And he had been doing this for many years. He was faithful. And one thing about serving the Lord is if someone's going to serve the Lord and be used of God, he has to be found faithful. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 4, and then we'll cross over to 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. The Bible says, Paul wrote, Let a man so account of us as of the ministers of Christ and stewards of the mysteries of God. Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. If you expect, if you desire, if you, you hope to have your child used of the Lord, to raise a son, to raise a daughter whom God could call into the ministry and be used to, 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 to fulfill uh, Christ's 
commission to be used to fulfill God's eternal purposes, you have got to be found faithful yourself because your children need to see that in you. And if God is going to call someone into the ministry, they have to be found faithful. And God will never use your child for ministry if they don't learn faithfulness. And where do they learn faithfulness? They learn it from you as the parent. You know, our church today, the church of the Lord Jesus Christ today, needs people, needs men, needs women who are, who are available, who are ready, who are equipped for God to call. And when it comes to the preaching and teaching of His Word, we know that God only calls men. But, but listen, we need both faithful men and women. We need God-called men, but we also need faithful uh, men and women in the church because if the church is not strong, the church can't send anybody. Let's take our Bibles, please, and go to 1 Thessalonians. One Thessalonians chapter two. Paul, in writing to the church here, he says, "But we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak." Here, Paul is saying, "I was allowed of God to be put in trust. God entrusted me." with the Gospel, to go to the, you know, as, as the Spirit led him, to go preach the Word of God. This is a privilege. This is a trust that God gave to me. And I was found faithful. He counted me faithful. He put me into the ministry. The ministry was already there. God just put him into it. And here, Paul is saying, I was allowed of God to be put into, in, in trust of it. That's Listen, as, as, a, as a child of God, we've got to be found faithful as a steward because God is going to entrust us. He has entrusted His church with the commission. And if we're going to have servants who are ready and equipped to do God's work, it's not going to happen by accident. And they've got to be... Listen, men in the church... Parents in the church, mothers in the church, you have a responsibility to raise children to be ready for God to call. Children who are going to be uh, faithful so God can call them. And where do they learn that? They're going to learn that from you as parents. And John's uh, parents were faithful. They were a good testimony. You know, if there's anything that is uh, discouraging for a child is to see hypocrisy, is to see unfaithfulness in parents. And those kinds, of, those kinds of situations where children are raised in a home where there's hypocrisy, where there, the, the testimony is not blameless, where there's not faithfulness to the Lord and to His Word and His commandments and His ordinances, those children are not going to be in a position where God can call them and God can use them. 
And this is very important. In verse number eight, and it came to pass that while he executed the priest's office before God in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, notice in verse eight, he executed the priest's office before God. John's parents, John's father, Zacharias, as one who was serving the Lord and had been for many years. What, what, what did John witness? What did John observe? What was John seeing as, as years went on? And I don't know how, how, uh, how long Zacharias lived. But if he didn't actually witness it for many years thereafter because John's father had been, you know, was aged by this time, he certainly heard about it from the people. But what he did, he did before God. And this speaks of, this speaks of our motive. This speaks of our reason for doing what we do. And this is important in the home. In 1 Thessalonians, go back there in chapter 2. We'll continue reading. Go back to 1 Thessalonians. Maybe you're still there. 1 Thessalonians chapter 2. Uh, we read verse 4. But as we were allowed of God to be put in trust with the gospel, even so we speak not as pleasing men, but God which trieth our hearts. For neither at any time used we flattering words, as you know, nor a cloak of covetousness, God is witness, nor of men sought we glory, neither of you nor yet of others, when we might have been burdensome as the apostles of Christ. Paul here is sharing his motive for why he did what he did as a minister of Christ. He says, I was put in trust of it. He said, I spoke. I didn't do it to please men. I did it to please God. God knew my heart. He said, He tried my heart. I didn't do what I did. And, and he says, uh, 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 I didn't seek glory of you. I didn't seek glory of men. I didn't seek it of you. I didn't seek, of, seek it of others. And so here was uh, Zacharias as the father of John. He was a good testimony. He was walking in the commandments. He was blameless. He was faithful. And what he did, he did before God. He executed the office before God. That is the kind of example that parents need to be in a local church. You do what you do for God. You don't do it for glory. You don't do it for selfish reasons. And the children in the home need to see that. And they will see that. That is what is going to help them as they grow and mature to become a vessel that is, that is meet for the master's own use. And I'm, you know, God is the one who calls uh, those whom He will, those whom He will. God is the one who, who calls a man into the ministry. God is the one who places people in, 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 in positions of Christian service. God's the one who does that. My point is, that we as parents, we need to do all that we can to raise our children, to train our children so they can be fit and available and ready that if God wants to call one of my children, they're prepared. You know why? Because we have a great commission that needs to be executed 
And God needs ministers. God needs faithful men. God needs faithful women. Or it's not going to happen. He did what he did before God. Then the Bible says in the order of his course, according to the custom of the priest's office, Zacharias, as a father, as a priest, he did it lawfully. He did it according to the custom. He did it according to his course. Zacharias was careful to fulfill his Christian, if I can say, his ministry unto the Lord according to God's Word. And that's how we need to be. You know, there's a, you know when it comes to uh, uh, fulfilling the Great Commission, there's, there's a right way to do it and there's a wrong way to do it. I was speaking with Brother Seth and uh, he was explaining to me that he had a conversation with someone and he said, you know, we don't support board missionaries. And the person asked, well, what's the difference between a missionary who's supported by the board and one who's supported by the local church? What is the difference? Is there a difference? And there is a big difference. And where, listen, where are our children going to learn that there is a right way and there is a wrong way when it comes to serving God? We don't choose the way. We don't, we don't, we don't do things to, 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 to please ourselves or to make things easier. Or we don't, have, you know, we don't serve God according to preference. We have got to do it God's way. And, and when it comes to, to missions, there's a right way and a wrong way to do it. And that's just one example of a right way and a wrong way. But when it comes to our children, where do they learn the, 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 the priority of the Word of God? Where do they learn that there's no compromising of truth? Where do they learn that there's a right way and a wrong way of serving God? They learn it from parents. You know, parents, we as parents, we're not always going to be here. And we have got to, by God's grace, pass the faith to the next generation so the church can continue. I mean, Christ's church will, generally, but I'm talking about a church in particular, that this church may continue. And that God has the resources that He needs to raise up men to go preach the Gospel. That's on us as parents. To train our children. So they can be ready. They will be ready. They will answer the call. Why? Because they've seen it in us as parents. You know, I don't have a son. But I'll tell you, if I did, I would, if I had a son, I would, I, I would be, I would be uh, bringing my child before the Lord and I'd be saying, God, you may call him into full-time ministry, you may not, but as a father, that's how I want to raise him. That's how I want him to be prepared. I want him to be surrendered and willing and equipped that if you choose, God, to call my son, I want him to be ready. And by God's grace, I want to be that example of surrender and faith and trust with the conviction of truth. Zacharias... He was a man that God chose to bring John the Baptist 
And there's never been a, a man greater than John, according to Jesus. And he used John the Baptist in, 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 a, in such a great way in, 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 in the building of the first church. But it didn't happen by accident. John and Elizabeth were faithful parents, surrendered parents, walking in all the commandments and ordinances of the Lord blameless. Zacharias executed the priest's office. It was before God. And he did it biblically. He did it lawfully. He did it scripturally. That's what the Bible says. And verse number 10, And the whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. You know, though Zacharias was an old man, an aged man, he was a faithful man. And the people knew that. His testimony went before him. And when John, uh, John's father Zacharias was, was in his ministry serving the Lord faithfully, he had such a good testimony that the people were willing to follow and respond to Zacharias. And, and they, they had confidence in him confidence in him that as he executed the priest's office, as he was there, his lot was to burn incense, the, 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 the whole multitude came. In fact, his testimony drew people. And they were willing to come. They were willing to, to, to come to Zacharias as he was doing his office. And the Bible says a whole multitude of the people were praying without at the time of incense. This is the kind of environment in which John the Baptist was raised with this kind of character of, of, of his parents. Verse number 11, And there appeared unto him an angel of the Lord standing on the right side of the altar. And when Zacharias saw him, he was troubled, and fear fell upon him. But the angel of the Lord said unto him, Fear not, Zacharias, for thy prayer is heard, and thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son, and thou shalt call his name John. You know, it occurred to me sometime here uh, as I was reading this verse of Scripture about the prayer of John and, uh, excuse me, of Zacharias and Elizabeth, thy prayer is heard. What were they praying? What is it that they were praying? Hey, God's heard your prayer. Well, I believe it's what follows. Thy wife Elizabeth shall bear thee a son. God heard your prayer. And you are going to become a parent. Your wife is going to bear a son, and you're going to call his name John. You know, the, 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 the name John, that wasn't a common name among the, uh, the kindred of Zacharias and Elizabeth, and perhaps it wasn't even really a Jewish name. But you know, with John, God was starting something different. John wasn't going to be a priest after his father. Now, he was in line. He was of the sons of Aaron. But God had something different. And God was saying through the angel, He's going to be called John. I'm starting something different. He's not going to be a priest. He's not necessarily going to, to do that. I've got something else. You know, when Jesus came and started the church, He started something different. And John had a part in that. But your prayer is heard. You know, we can pray for things for a long time. 
and we can think that God's not listening or our prayers don't matter. And God knows. God knows there's a right timing for things. And all of these years that Zacharias and Elizabeth were praying for a son, God was taking notice of it. And I believe that their, their motive in wanting a child was, was pure. And God said, now's the time. You know, I'm thinking of Hannah. You know, Hannah, uh, back in 1 Samuel, she, you know, she didn't have a child. And she prayed to the Lord. And you know what she said? The Bible says she made a vow. She says, God, if you'll give me a child and if you'll give me a man-child, I'm going to give him back to you. I'll give him back to you. I want you to use my child. You can have my child. I want my child to serve you. I think of uh, uh, Moses' parents. You know, when Moses was born, the edict was to kill the babies. Remember that in, in Exodus? And what does the Bible say in Hebrews? In fact, let's just look at it. Go to Hebrews 11. What did, what did, um, what did uh, Moses' parents see? In verse number 23 of, of Hebrews 11, by faith Moses, when he was born, was hid three months of his parents. It says, by faith, by faith when he was born, Moses was born, was hid three months of his parents because they saw he was a proper child and they were not afraid of the king's commandment. You know, when Moses... Parents, when, when Moses was born, they saw something. They saw something. And it wasn't just the fact, oh, we have this child, they're going to kill our child, and so we, we, we need to do something. No, it says that by faith, they hid him. Why did they hide him? Because they saw something about Moses. And they saw it by faith. And what they did, the, the attitude of the parents was here. God gave us this child. And uh, Pharaoh wants him dead. But it's not just because we have this baby and we, won't, we don't want our baby to be killed. They saw something. They, by faith, saw that Moses was a proper child. In other words, they believed by faith because of a confidence in God that God was going to use Moses somehow, some way. And, oh, they sure, they sure were right about that. And here, uh, Zacharias and Elizabeth, their prayer was answered. And it came later in life, but God, God knew what he was doing. And he said, I want you to name him John. And the Bible says, thou shalt have joy and gladness, and many shall rejoice at his birth. John was a special child. John was a, a proper child. And because of the miraculous circumstances surrounding it, they knew that, yes, God had something in store for him. But let me ask you something, parents. Why would God give you a child? Why would, why would God allow you to become a parent? Is it just so you can have that experience of being a parent? Why would God do that? 
If you're saved and you both know the Lord Jesus Christ, it ought to be in your mind. Okay, God gave us this child, but it's really not ours. It's His. And I'm a member of God's family. I'm a member. I'm a citizen of His kingdom. I'm a member of His family. I'm a member of His body. And there's a, there's a larger uh, uh, agenda going on. There's, there's something greater and far beyond just my little experience. God has given me a child. I want to raise my child for God, for Christ. I want to have my child equipped and ready that God could use and will use my child. And I'm going to do this by faith. Because the Lord needs servants. God needs laborers. We've got a job to do. And God's servants must come from His church. And the church is made up of families. And I as a parent have a great responsibility. And that ought to be the goal of every parent here. I want to raise a servant for the Lord. And it would be a blessing if God did call my child or my son into the ministry. That should be a goal. That should be a desire of, of, of every parent. Well, later today, I'd like for us to look at the ministry of John as it was revealed by the angel and how it relates to missions. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank You for this great example of a, of a couple of a parent, a father, a mother who are willing to raise a child for Christ. And Father, they were such a great example. And I firmly believe that is in part why John the Baptist was such a fit vessel to be used to the extent that he was for the building of Christ's church, His first church. And Father, this must continue. And Father, I pray for families here. I pray for those who don't have children yet. I pray for those who do have young children. Father, may they have it in their heart's desire above all to be parents, godly parents, faithful parents, to raise their children to be used of the Lord. There's no other greater purpose really than to raise our children for Christ. That we can do the work of God that You've commanded us to do in the church. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.